on the English game, Arthur and Margaret decided to go steal Bessie's baby back from some evil foster person or something or other. Also, Jimmy Love decided to follow Fergus all the way to Blackburn, only for the Darwin team to take him out of commission, maybe for good. The lights were fading as the episode it came to an end, so let's see what happens this week on Season 1, Episode 5 of The English Game on the Lords of Grantham Podcast. We are back. Yeah, man. Here we are. It's the penultimate episode of season one of the English game. Dude, I, I feel like we just started this yesterday. <laughs> We're almost I mean, at com- the end of it. It's what, a month less of coverage than The Crown? And what is Downton usually? Eight or nine? Uh, Eight episodes and a Christmas special. And then so, yeah, recap. so nine. Yeah. I, it just feels like, man, I mean, I feel like we say this every week, but the days are just running together. Every, everything is just one and the same. It is. It, it is. That is true, circumstantially, for sure, in the world. Yeah. But this show, this show is uh, is good. And I don't yeah. like knowing there's only one left. I know. I want more. And it's like, when are we going to get more? I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, hopefully they just ride out the, if there is a plan for season two, just wait until this is over and even start talking about it so you can actually get the ball rolling. Unlike all these shows that are canceling and postponing. Right. Yeah. It's also, I don't know, watching the show, I feel like they left a lot on the table in terms of that they could have spread out over multiple seasons or more episodes, and we'll get to that. But Yeah, we will. It, it showed up on my uh, my Netflix homepage, though. So we talk about not being promoted, but I mean, it's you've right watched it there. enough that hopefully it would make its way on there. Well, it's like... What's that? Waco is the popular show, and uh, right, and then English Game and Love Is Blind, so it's right in there. Yeah, yeah. Is there any new news, Dave, in the world of Downton or anything? Downton Abbey is on HBO, right? It sure is. Yeah. It, so for know, all those people that haven't seen the movie, right? <laughs> for all the listeners of this podcast who just managed to skip the movie, I know a few people that have not seen the movie. But they've listened to our podcast? I don't know if that's true. Because <laughs> I know quite a few people who haven't seen the movie, they, and they also don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I know a couple of uh, quote-unquote Downton fans, some of mm-hmm. whom may or may not have guested on the podcast in the past, right. that complained that we didn't get we didn't invite them to our when we saw it in the theater. Who are, the, who are these people? <laughs> this was uh, somebody who was getting married right around the same time who drank wine with us. Well, you should have heard it on the pod. I don't know. Uh, yeah, hey, we. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's, there you go. We can. We'll make it through this. But you, um, you know. But you know what, Dave? You know we're not any closer to Belgravia coming out. I'm thinking it's time. Time for what? To watch the movie again. The mo- I, I, I can't disagree, but I kind of want the rewatch of the movie to be. Have a, have a special audience. I definitely want to. Re- I would love well, what to. What audience are you wanting? The, the not person a, not that we didn't audience. watch it with I before. Some, <laughs> I want some guests. Like who? Who do you have in mind? You'll see. Julian. 
No, I'm saying we should do it again. We should break it up into two episodes where we can actually watch it as if there are like two down episodes that are stapled together. So you where know? is the split? The assassination attempt? Yeah, everything after assassination attempt is a separate episode because that's when uh, Tom starts to have his romance or whatever. Okay. Well, I was thinking, you know, with the with this English game almost done, we should let the fans pick an episode or two of Downton to revisit. Sure, that's fine. Are they also going to dictate? Are they going to dictate who like joins the podcast too? Whoever these mystery guests are. (laughs) All right. I just I I just feel like we know what's looming since Belgravia probably won't be on Amazon in. I'm fine with more Crown. I'm fine with getting back to the Crown. I'm just curious as to who these mystery guests are that you're waiting for. Paddington Bear. Yeah, maybe. I'm not saying. Okay. But (laughs) yeah, there are some because what do we what did we watch a second time the premiere the pamuk episode season christmas. two christmas yeah that's pretty much it so i think we watched all good episodes i think there's some cringy down and i would totally not mind rewatching. sure not to say i would choo- choose it over classic downton but there's that deformed cousin there's uh, oh. a lot of charles blake and uh the other guy yeah we we welcome your feedback listeners it's still how we should venture back into down if we may take any steps in that direction. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to do it full time, but a nice little interlude between our next project. For as, sure. Carson, as Carson would say, take steps. <laughs> yeah, we and we're taking those steps. Any, when step. does Gilded Age come out? They haven't even started filming. <laughs> they don't start filming till September, man. Oh and yeah, that's knows? the one that, that what's her name is in it that Carrie we talked Coon. about. Yeah, yeah. So there's no no given that we'll even get the Gilded Age this year. So. Seems highly unlikely. Yep, very much so. So, what do we have though? We have the English game still. <laughs> yeah, we have this for two more weeks at least. For, forty-three minutes. Uh, you know, it really struck me like there was one other episode that was forty-three minutes, and man, it, it's so nice to have shorter episodes. And I feel like there's no lack of of depth in these episodes. No, it covers what it, it, they're efficient. They cover what they need to cover. Yeah, they don't meander like I think The Crown did. And I think some of the Downton episodes, the longer ones, overstay their welcome. I just started thinking about TV in general, how with HBO and all these like premium shows, we're like, conditioned to expect like a full hour of TV sometimes. And that's just not the way you should put a show together. Oh, that, that's absolutely true. Even but some of these Netflix shows are like 56 minutes. Like, come on. Right. You, you look how we grew up. We grew up conditioned on 40-minute shows with 20-minute ad breaks. That was it. And those shows were great. They, they did their job. Uh, and you it's take away breath- those ad breaks when DVDs came out, and we were like, "Holy Zoom moly, this is great!" Yeah, and and now it's just I'm I'm feeling it's refreshing to be back to something that's forty minutes roughly on a week to week basis. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a welcome change of pace compared to even some of the like reality shows. Like the Circle episodes are like fifty five sometimes. Yeah, no reason for them to be that long. No reason for WWE to have three hours on Monday. But you know, this is the age we live in. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So, this uh, this show picks up pretty much from last where it left off last time. So last time we were watching, uh, Jimmy fade off as the last thing they said is he he may pass away. He may he may he's lucky he'll be lucky if he lives. He literally yep. the episode ends with him passing out, life hanging in the balance. How does this episode open, Dave? <laughs> he's back, back from the dead. <laughs> it's so silly. It's like it's like smash cut. Well, we dodged a bullet there. <laughs> you know? Like, 
I, it's 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 a weird cliffhanger. It like reminds me of Goosebumps, where like they have like the cheap cliffhanger of the end of a chapter just to make you read the first page of the next chapter. You read it, and it's like he opened the door, and it was his mom there. And it's like <laughs> it's the same kind of weak payoff. Where like you make us think Jimmy's gonna die. It was the end of our podcast last week, and then it's like oh no, <laughs> everything's everything's fine. Well, I mean, it's, everything's not fine, right? But it's a far stretch from him dying. <laughs> it would be like if. Um, Mrs. Hughes with the cancer scare. If the episode ended with her like going to the hospital, and then the next episode's like, "Well, you're fine." <laughs> yeah. Well, all right then. On with the rest of the show. I um, did kind of eye roll at that, but you know you can't you can't I, fault I'm, Julian, especially if this is loosely based on reality. I just wonder how it lands with people who are binging this, like where it's just like it goes from that whiplash of like, "Oh no," well. <laughs> Here we maybe are. that's when Netflix puts up the ad like, are you still watching? Maybe you should go take a break. <laughs> it's a good recommendation. Um, but Dave, what's his prognosis in terms of playing football? He ain't going to play. No more. No more. I mean, I get that doctors and medical is limited back then, but really? Like, like it's just it's just forever broken, I guess? I just want to at message Jimmy Love and send him that Daniel Bryan promo. Is if you work for your dreams, your dreams will work for you. Jimmy, you want to get back out on that pitch. Anything is possible. Yeah, I started like brainstorming, like, are they going to take the turn of him becoming a coach? Because that's always the likely thing. Like, oh, the player can't play. He can coach. But there's no coaches back then. They're just people running around on the field. <laughs> yeah, the coaches are just like rich guys. Right. They're just owners. Um, either way, Fergie, though, he feels like it's all his fault. You know, he led Jimmy to that team. Well, every, I feel like everybody feels like it's their fault. Right. Jimmy says it's not his fault. You know, I, I joined you there. Um, and then with a more concrete case on why it is his fault is uh, Tommy. Right. <laughs> uh, do we want to get to how the Tommy, he comes to visit to like let uh, Jimmy know that he's, he's sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and, for, and, and then Jimmy's like, it's okay, man. It's my fault anyways. <laughs> Well, what's the, uh, Betsy, is that the wife? Or Dor- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doris. Somebody, Doris. Yeah. Doris, yeah. Yeah. Betsy's the Martha's friend. Yep. Doris is like, what do you even think you're doing here? Like, yeah, you got so, some nerve. All these people turn on each other on a dime, granted. Well, he almost killed her husband. <laughs> right. That, uh, yeah, like a, a day after they got married or whatever, you know, like a week after. Um, and... Fergus walks in when he sees uh, Tommy there apologizing. What does Fergus say? What is? Uh, hold on, did I write this down? What What does he say? I didn't write it down. Oh man! Actually, I, no, I, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was gonna say I don't think Fergus he, has any like. No, he great just has quotes. like those those classic intense eyes when he walks in there of just like he wants to headbutt this guy or whatever you know. Um, he ain't happy to see him, but you know Jimmy plays peacekeeper. They're okay. They're okay for now. Of course, Jimmy's got to be the peacekeeper. He's the he he is the peacekeeper. You know, he bought into Darwin and right. Blackburn, and then he you know he's got living burned. in Darwin. So you got to right. say it's his home, right? And you got to admire that Fergus is there for Jimmy now, no matter what, where he puts him in like a, a wheelbarrow uh, barrel contra- contraption. I don't even know what it looks like exactly. He's wheeling him to the bar. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's that friendship. Weird. I know that's like a, a fast forward a little bit in the episode. We mm-hmm. see Jimmy's kind of 
coming to terms with things and he seems like chipper Jimmy. Yeah. But then we smash cut to Jimmy after a pretty uh, weird transition and Jimmy's like crying and he's all like sad. I mean, uh, and then Fergus comes and he's like, what do you want? Right. He's like a drink. He's like, I'll get water. He goes, don't be daft. We're going clubbing. (laughs) Yeah. And he's bouncing around on his one good leg. It's crazy. Um, but it's funny though because the episode cuts later to the bar again, and Jimmy is still there drinking. It's like, man, he's just going to turn into a lush. He's not leaving this bar. <laughs> I mean, no one's wheeling him home. He might be sleeping there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'd, I'd hope Fergus would wheel him back. But uh, Fergus left. But Fergus left as soon as all the the Darwin dudes showed up, or tried to leave anyway. Well, no, I mean, yeah, he, he showed did. up. They're friendly though, because Tommy shows up and he was like, you know, we'll have a drink with you. Like, you know, they they oh, try to. Fergus, be... Fergus had to go to handle his business. Well, no, he says like, I appreciate the offer. No, and then he leaves to go see Martha. What was that? I didn't hear you. You broke up. He leaves to go see Martha as soon as they're like, hey, we'll get you, a, we'll get you a drink too. And Fergus is like, no. Right. He doesn't even. Yeah. yeah he... It's like when you're like DD and your friend, but you want to leave early and you don't ask anybody else to get them a ride home. <laughs> yeah, just out of here. <laughs> I left something turned on at home. Um, so, yeah, what's going on with the whole Martha situation? Martha situation is that Mrs. Cartwright just shows up at yeah. Martha's house. Uh-huh. And she's, you know, this is a confrontation that that we didn't even find out that Mrs. Cartwright who was who she said she was until last week. Mm-hmm. So we know her as the woman from Brookshaw, the the Brockshaw, yeah, Brockshaw, the home for women. Mm-hmm. So we know we we know who she is, but we didn't know like that. Right. She takes care so, of kids, and she apparently can't conceive. Uh, and this Cartwright fella. He conceived with Martha. Yeah, uh, and we see Martha or like walk in. Yeah. And it's like that scene in The Empire Strikes Back where they're like, Hey, you want to come have dinner? And they open the door and there's Darth Vader in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you So there eat. she is waiting with the kid. It's like, oh no. Right. Um, Martha Martha says we manage. I mean that that's her that's her byline. Uh I feel like you're jumping ahead though. Uh, because no, that's right. I mean, ahead of what? Because Martha tells uh, Fergus about Cartwright. Like we we learned the full truth that she was a mill worker. Well, that that's after. That's after. That's cr- yeah. I'm looking at my notes right now. All right, my notes are all confused. Well, uh, I mean, that does come after. <laughs> yeah. So yes, because because Mr. Cartwright makes an offer to her. She she's like, I'll take the, the the child off your hands or whatever. You know, you can't support this child. Nope. Not on Martha's watch. No, that's her child. You know, and and Martha, you know, she's taking it. She's not taking it well. She's uh, she's washing dishes. It looks like she has a wig on. Her hair is so thick. Yeah, and it's like short. It's so, so it's like frizzy. Yeah, yeah. It's a very strange look to be natural that way. Right. She does have curly hair. I, mm-hmm. I you know looked her up uh, like on her IMDb and like that's her hair, but it just looked fake. <laughs> Maybe yeah, same well, same material that they use for Fergus's mustache. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she's scrubbing some dishes, and Fergus yeah asks her how it happened, you know, or what's going on, you know. 
Yeah, and then we find out that uh, Martha said she loved Cartwright. Well, I believe she worked her. in his mill, and they fell in love. Right, because Cartwright had been asking Fergus uh, about her. You know, like out of out of like we see Fergus training with the group in the in the, in the fields, going running around. Uh, and Cartwright tells you know asks about how Miss Almond is doing, Martha Almond, and the childs, which leads to Fergus to ask her about that in the first place. Hmm. And uh, Dave, what happens when he finds out the truth from her of what her relationship is with Cartwright? He gets confused. He's he doesn't no, know he, what to do. No, he's he doesn't. flustered. No, you, you know what he says? I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah. Those are the first words he says. I'll kill him. You can't. Well, then why did you tell me? Which is the perfect reaction to you know when you hear someone say they want to kill someone. Like yeah, he's in, he's in his head. He's in his feelings right there. Sometimes people you shouldn't tell people the truth because that will be their first go to in their head. Like I'm going to kill him. I'm just yeah. going to do it. <laughs> I'll do he's it. Ready. I'll kill him. <laughs> We've seen him headbutt people. You know, he, he's an aggressive guy. Um, a savage, as as multiple people right. say in this episode. I thought it was a big leap to say I'll kill him, considering Mr. Cartwright just... the context. Right, and, and Mr. Cartwright just offered to uh, pay off Jimmy's uh, medical uh, bills and everything, <laughs> like doing a solid yeah. there. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so that's going on there and it's kind of interesting because yeah mr Curry isn't that bad of a guy it seems like he seems like he's there to pay for his team you know to take care of them and he really does want to take care of martha aside from him cheating on his wife which is a yeah, horrible and thing i mean <laughs> it's definitely a um a robert crawley thing so you yeah know? yeah i mean robert stopped himself before it went to that next level but yeah mr it's, Car- a, it's a thing that happens in that time, I mean, I think it's more common than you would want to believe. Yeah, maybe thirty years removed from that in Downton Abbey, it's like maybe less freewheeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, should we just forge onward with Fergus and and Martha? Yeah, they smooch. Yeah, they do. and it's it's a uh, Julian's homage to consent. Because right. Fergus says, can I kiss you? And she says, yes, please. So courteous. So courteous. Um, and then they do it again and, later in the episode with Cartwright and his wife right there. Yeah. No, PDA, man. PDA. <laughs> uh, it, 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 but, I mean, Fergus also, he, he mans up for a second in this episode and apologizes to her, too, for getting a little off the, off the leash there about wanting to kill Cartwright and just you know being <laughs> mad at Martha and having to think things over uh, which is nice it, it's a, it shows a little bit of maturity there yeah Fergus is getting somewhere as a man he's getting somewhere for sure yeah. oh he's getting <laughs> some smooches for sure uh, yeah he's, he's stealing those kisses he's literally stealing those kisses right in front of Cartwright <laughs> yeah but while, while, she, while he stands there with his wife and they just watch Right, and she knows that woman is the mother of her husband's child. Uh, but she makes a proposition to Martha. She yes, uh, she does after the episode. Well, because we know from last week that Martha got fired because the boss of the Cotton Club, manager of the Cotton Club, saw her like putting her hand on Cartwright's face. Right. No, Cartwright put his hand on her face. Yeah. Well, you know, some yeah. some some 
gesture that and was he even got her the job Cartwright got her the job at that, that place, yeah that was the is... concession for her being able to take care of the kid that was what mm-hmm. she allowed him to do right and that was it but the Cartwrights are the family that keeps on giving they, she Miss Cartwright offers a job at Brockshill um to you know she could have her kid running around do whatever while she does some work there which is like yeah a well, perfect and, job and we 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 skipped over the fact that Martha goes to to the home mm-hmm. to apologize to Mrs. Cartwright in person That's true. It's big. And did you think she was going to give over the kid in that moment? I thought for a second that was on the table, but that would have been so dispiriting if that was the route that they ended up going. So I'm glad that they didn't because we know Downton did that. Yeah, and we know how how that goes. I mean, yes, well, we do. Well, the show did that too with Betsy in the last episode and them having to go retrieve the baby. So you know, yeah, we've already been down that the same plots over and over and over. What a common plot device here, <laughs> giving Do you up think children. That, like Julian as a baby was was given to some home that he didn't belong to. To the Satanists, you mean? No, like you know how how they they like, were the ones who adopted him. <laughs> well, you know that that like Julian's birth parents came and saved him from some crooked. From the same uh, nursery, <laughs> yeah, per- maybe. <laughs> you know, there was some of. But just the way like Wes Anderson's movies are all about like daddy issues, Julian's shows always have some misplaced baby and a longing parent. I think it's just easy to drum up drama around that back then. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if that's why he stayed in the period? She's like, if I can't do a plot about some kind of baby being misplaced, I want nothing to do with it. I'm I'm out of business. <laughs> um. Yeah, and you know she asks Martha if she liked it, wants the job, and she's like, "Whatever you want, you know." I, she I says, want "I'll it. give you some time to think about it." And Martha says, "How much time? I got an answer." Yeah, whatever you like, you know, you can have whatever you if, like. Who would have thought <laughs> Mrs. Cartwright like would have such a swift baby face turn? Yeah, I barely knew her a week ago, and here she is, you know, making yeah, moves. In <laughs> a week ago, she was thumping the Bible about like. We can't well, have a, a it wasn't woman her specifically. It was like two other people in the house that were thumping it. I think she was one of them. She had to follow their rules, and but yeah, no point taken though. Like it, it, it seems, seems like, like it'd be a little more turn. scandalous. Like, yeah, Ju- Julian takes advantage of the openings without necessarily thinking them through thoroughly. I think yeah. not to say this is um, this. This is a little loose. So he plays fast and loose sometimes. Yeah, he, he plays real fast over here. Um, so, uh, want to get to the Arthur side of things? Yeah. Speaking of playing fast, we got Arthur back on the pitch. Yeah, they not before him. he goes to see his father. His father, yeah, uh, still a disappointment <laughs> to his father. Yeah, for some reason, I don't think he seems to understand. Like, what is the the difference between like Arthur and people his age in his field? Because his dad really seems to think he's kind of a bum. I mean, he showed up with mud in his beard, so I, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, he says there there comes a time in every man's life where he decides to grow up and become a serious individual. Yeah, I mean, you just got to start making money, you know, to justify whatever your, your free time or dalliances are, I guess. But isn't he making money? From, from, through his dad, yeah. But he's working for his dad. It doesn't seem like he's negligent. But he's not like he's striking out on his own exactly, you know. That's true. I, I just think that, I mean, I, we're f- supposed to believe that Arthur's dad is a uh, curmudgeon of sorts. But I, understand, I understand, like, you know, his dad's frustration is like, well, you know, I send you out to go do some things and you show up with a small time shirt making business. 
don't know what you're playing for there. And then you want me to lose money to funding this this caretaker household. Well, uh, yeah, that's later on that we get to that. Well, I think that's like right off the jump, though. Like the whole he's criticizing him, you know, with his, you know, financial like, you know, that, pitches that's, and everything. The, that's the second. I think there's three scenes of Arthur and his dad. Mm-hmm. And the, the the first scene is where they're talking about um, being a man and growing up. And yeah. then when Arthur pitches the idea of, of funding the home, Arthur's dad is like, like, what are you doing? And then Arthur's like, look, you can't tell me to be a man. And then when I come back as a man, you tell me that I'm not doing a good job being a man. Right. <laughs> to be the man, I got to beat the man, but you won't let me beat the man. So <laughs> what's going on here? He um, says we can't always be at war with each other. So. Right. But, and he pleads with his dad and his dad is just like totally unmoved. He's just like, the wrong son died or something like that you know like he he, <laughs> he just isn't buying it um so anyways uh, you know we can just fast forward and you know they, they bring in the bankers to you know review some investments and stuff like that and they're they, they tell arthur's dad like there's no way you'll make any money from this investment it'll be a lost cause i think referring to the the the, the shelter or whatever for for women I don't think it's that. I think it's something something kind of off screen. I guess. Because we I'm see not, that Arthur says, clear. yeah, Arthur says he comes in with a proposal that says that maybe now it seems like a lot of money, but London is going to put a train station in this town, which means it's going to get a lot more traffic, which means business is going to be booming. Right. And I took that to mean he was going to have a separate building built around there. So it justified, you know, overall, like, building in the industry this is where you know 43 minutes is like a little bit of a disservice i would have liked yeah, an extra minute or two just to figure out those business dealings <laughs> yeah because i i don't think that it would make much sense that a, a a train station and some wheeling and dealing would be would benefit a home for um lost and misguided women i mean unless they're hopping off trains in mass you know to <laughs> go there or something and suddenly it starts turning a profit <laughs> yeah I mean, isn't that what, that's what a lot of nonprofits are they make profits it's true um, but what? But we we skipped over the whole big f- reason of that scene, is that it's Arthur's football connections that get him this connection to London. So his father spends the whole episode saying, you know, you got to grow up. You can't mm-hmm. keep playing these games. And Arthur says, maybe these games in my life will help me professionally. And Arthur's dad's like, puh, fooey. Right. And then Cause, cause at he's the taking- end of the episode football friend comes and helps him make the deal that saves this investment wait wait, remind me of that arthur straight up says in that last scene with all the bankers Mm -hmm. he says like oh this is my friend from this scene he's from this football team he's Mm -hmm. a terrible halfback but he's a great businessman and that's how they get the deal with london right right yeah and that's what he's saying to his dad is like he's thinking long term like you you, you're thinking about like right now but you know these places are going to develop and grow and there's a lot of business there to make he's also landing the hammer that you know there are people that i play football with that are making moves in the world so stop judging me for that too right you know uh because he, he's just he's just of the mind my my outside interests like they definitely serve what's going on here you know like <laughs> yeah, it's this I feel like this is definitely the kind of thing that like a twenty two or a twenty three year old will be dealing with like mm-hmm. what are you still doing going playing cornhole with your friends on the weekends well I'm making connections dad <laughs> <laughs> where this one is like 
they're playing a gentleman's game in their what, like late twenties, early thirties. How I don't even know how right. old they're supposed to be. Probably mid twenties, I'd imagine. I mean, they they all look like they were thirty at least. They look older than yeah. us. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, uh, it looks like the deal's going through though, because the people look at it and they're like, "Yeah, this makes sense. This would turn a profit." Yeah. No reaction from the dad. He kind of no sells it. <laughs> he's uh he's he's the big uh, evil heel right here. He's the the Vince, uh, the Mr. McMahon of the parents, show for yeah, sure. Yeah, parents just don't understand. But who else doesn't understand, Dave? Who else doesn't understand Arthur's friends? Yeah, his, his teammates, uh, primarily Alfred and Francis. Uh, yeah, Francis, his, the, his boy Mike. His boy Mike, um, because yeah, a, uh, they're at a dinner. They're they're having a dinner, and uh, as they always do, right? And Alma, Margaret, however you want to call her, they're she's getting along great with Arthur, and uh, it starts to come up in conversation that he rescued a baby. <laughs> Yeah, that he saved the day. Which they they want to hear more about, and he just kind of scuttles it like, no, 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 no. That, that's not, but, nothing happened. And then thankfully in the next scene, he's like, guys, I got to fess up. I, I saved a baby. <laughs> I caught it out I, of a burning building. I left the football game because of a family emergency. Yeah. And his friends are like, I don't know how I feel about this, Arthur. Yeah, he, he says the baby was going to die if I didn't, this child was going to die if I wasn't there for it or whatever. Like the next, that, like it could have died. And they just don't understand why that matters. <laughs> yeah, and he, they said, I'm not quite sure whose side you're on these days. Which is, I mean, kind of fair where it's just like you disappeared to go save a baby? Well, what? <laughs> if, Dave, if Dave, if you didn't show up at a party, you, you told me you went to go save a baby, I'd, like, I'd be like, what do you mean you went to go save a baby? What, what's going on? But then if I told on? you the story, you'd be like, awesome, man. Thanks for saving the baby. You wouldn't be, be like, confused. oh, I lost the beer pong tournament. No, I'd be confused at how you wound up in this situation where you needed to save a baby in the first place. I'd be questioning your Arthur life choices. Arthur <laughs> tells the whole story. My marriage was on the rocks. The only way to prove the way I love my, the, prove that I love my wife was to go save this baby that belonged to another woman that my wife cared about. And they're like, yeah, man, but you should have been on the football game that we won. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. No, the, the friends are totally like not understanding and they should, especially if he has been there for so many years, has won them the championship. They should be understanding of their star player, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Arthur again. And I think this is a noble move on Arthur's part when mm-hmm. the whole team is assembled. He's like, guys, I got to tell you all right now. I got to be real. I, I had a family emergency. I wasn't sick. Now, when you hear the words family emergency, do you start questioning allegiances or do you say, oh, okay, no big deal? No, the logical thing would be like, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Is, is everything okay? And he was like, and he'd be like, yeah. And, I'd be, and you know, I don't know. I would ask like, so is there anything we should be concerned about going forward? What, what was it? And then when he says saving a baby, then I'd be like, what do you mean saving babies? <laughs> it was like my wife was in a crisis and I went to save her. It's how he words it. Yeah, it's just the whole scene, saving the baby. That scene was, was, was very funny because they're like, he he doesn't have his jersey on, so he's there with no shirt, so he's like, you know. Well, that's later on. Puffing his so. chest. Well, because, yeah. The, cause so that's when of, he tells all his his teammates. Oh, right, because, he, yeah, because they, they feel guilty that he's just telling, or he feels guilty just telling them, like he feels the rest yeah, of the so team Yeah, so he, he gets in front of it and he tells them. He takes his then, shirt off, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, he's like, look, if you want this dude to play in my spot. 
Right. And everyone's in their uniform, but this one random guy in a suit. <laughs> Which is like, kind of funny because huh? like, the dude looks like he's jacked and they don't do the, the, the gratuitous shot of like ripped boy or whatever, ripped man or whatever, you know? Oh, you're talking about Arthur? Yeah, they don't, they don't show anything. You should just like flex. <laughs> right, <laughs> you'd think. But uh, no, he's just like, just me. Take me as I am <laughs> or not at all. Take me from my, you know, like we saw Branson's six pack, but right. we're not going to show you this dude who we know is ripped because he's ripped in the Kingsman movies. Yeah. It says, says, it says a lot about Arthur because, you know, he went from being prideful about his team and now he, he we see Alma speaking glowingly about him, how she's she is prideful of him and everything. And she's really pr- proud of him. And that's enough for him. That's enough to sustain him. He doesn't need, yeah. you know, the team or anyone. Well, he he, li- he likes the team, but he's starting to say, like, this game is changing. And I'm right. like, he he's trying to be the representative of change. Mm-hmm. And then he says, like, leave me alone. I'm a family man. Right. I don't need you. Honest. I don't need this shirt. I don't need these shoes. I don't need these pants. And they're just like, just put it back on. Get on the field. Come on. Get out of here, you weirdo. Hey, we, it's been a while since we've seen some butt. So we saw him walk out. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jimmy Love does say that Fergus has a, a face like a slapped ass. <laughs> Slapped, slapped arse. Okay, that's true. Um, so yeah, uh, Arthur is with the team, and we'll see how that pans out. We'll, we'll get to a little bit more of that later. And then the show did what it does best. Well, whoa, whoa, cut- what's no, no, no? Let's run it back. Huh? We, we're, okay, we're jumping way, way ahead, man. So uh, we're, we're at the second to last scene. <laughs> well, we haven't even started talking about. So Walsh comes in early in this episode, saying, oh, complaining yeah, okay. that he's that they look like thugs. You know, and he was he says uh, they want an apology from Darwin. He's so confused. And it's like, A, your fans caused a riot and an exhibition game. And then one of your players brutally injured another team member in an exhibition game. Both of these things. Yes, you look like thugs. Are you an idiot? (laughs) I feel like you start to turn a little bit on, on Walsh in this episode where it's like you see like Oh, this is just a, a poor dude who who had a good idea, one good idea, but he's kind of a loser every other which way. I mean, he's like one level above the loser level that his team is at. Pretty much, pretty much. Like we don't see like it would be one thing if we saw that business is booming now that he separated from the union, mm-hmm. and he's doing really well. It's like no, he's still he's still struggling. Well, it's not even clear to me that he's fully separated from union because. You know, they talk about how what he did will have repercussions on the other teams in the league, you know, who are part of because he's in the Cotton Club. He's he's in the in the their place there. Um and yeah, they, they may be drawing more scrutiny from Lancaster because of, you know, all all this reckless behavior. Mhm. Them uh, and Blackburn because both yeah, of them were brawling. Both of them. Yeah. Um and especially this could have ramifications if they do well in the cup and they, and they improve. How do they propose to do better in the cup? So, uh, was it Fergus? He goes over to see uh, Walsh, and well, Blackburn's still down a man because they lost Jimmy. And Walsh proposes, Tommy, you're going to join their team. Which, understandably, Tommy's not for it. He, he doesn't want to be part of that team. He, he wants to fight for the common man. Uh, but Walsh forces his hands. He's like he he. Walsh forces his hand and says, you have no choice in this. You have to join that team. <laughs> That's right. Put it on me. Like, literally, he's like, because like Tommy's like, how do you think these people are going to react? And he's like, put it on me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, whatever, you know, hate they, they throw at you, just put it on me. That's true. 
and they put it on. <laughs> That's he takes the blame, and well, Walsh puts it on himself though. Instead of saying like put it on me, and then the next scene is Walsh saying, "I've made this decision. Why not?" <laughs> yeah, you don't need to talk about it for forty five seconds, and then just Walsh is doing it. Just have Walsh do it, <laughs> right? But it, I mean, I get their concerns how this is going to draw attention because it literally is absurd and if this i mean i get this is like you know over 100 something years ago if this were to happen today it would be the most insane thing tommy literally injures a player on the other team and now he's playing for them the next week that would never happen in modern sports for the past i don't know how many years that's insanity <laughs> that is insanity that's this pro wrestling right there is it <laughs> yes it is it's like the equivalent of i don't know lawrence taylor destroying Joe Theismann's leg and then going from the Giants to play for the Redskins the next week. It's like, you know what? <laughs> He's a great player. We can't deny it. He's like, sorry for what I did. I'm, I'm taking a spot. You don't <laughs> yeah. mind, right? Right. Just put it on me. Um, and yeah, the rest of the, the, the coworkers are like, you can't, what? <laughs> you can't do this. And it's not even like a one game deal. Like he just says, you're going to play. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird package deal in that he, he sends them away to the other team and the only thing he gets in return is they they're not just dis- they're not destroyed like they're they're not destroyed from the league or anything like that well, I guess they're, what the the it's been a long time since a team of this caliber has even come this close to the cup and who knows yeah. what will happen with this riot situation we'll get to that in a minute right but i thought also no no I, I, you know the, the fact that blackburn could win would be just huge for people of that class right Right, they they're seeing the bigger picture here, which Walsh came around to. He re- he really starts to get the meaning of that. And I also thought there's a huge missed opportunity here, and we'll get to it. I guess I'll you know when when I'm done with this, I'll just roll right through it. They say that Jimmy will get a portion of the gate. Right. So I thought that was going to lead to everybody sort of promoting the game and Darwin coming to Blackburn's side. But then, since we've covered most of this episode, right. well, well, we don't well, even also see the Tom, game. Wait, wait, well, yeah, but also, like, Tommy is in the room when Jimmy when, when Fergus breaks the news to Jimmy that, like, they're going to cover your medical bills. Cartwright okayed you getting paid. We don't even see a re- reaction from Tommy or anything. You'd think that maybe sway him a little bit to be like, oh, maybe Blackburn's not that bad. Yeah. Just give a reaction sim- shot. Exactly. And if you have them say, look, if we pack the house, you're going to get a bigger portion of your bills covered because it's, con- you know... Well, you're getting a part of the gate. I mean, the, well, we see them going away on a train, so it's not like the people from Darwin are actually going to be attending the game. So I don't, I don't know if they. But can that would really that would have been a fun little plot point, you know? Let's all get on the train together to support Jimmy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot of money you're burning through at that point—a a train ticket, because you know that was a big problem with the. Uh, one yeah, of but the... it's fiction. You could have just said we're going to hold it one town over. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's sure. I mean, it's historical fiction, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're singing on a train together. Uh, and yeah, I'm and getting hyped. looks out the window and closes his eyes. Yeah. And it fades to black. And I, I was getting hyped for the, to watch some football. Like what the heck is this show where we have one episode left and we've only got like three scenes maximum of, of football action for three and a half or whatever. Like, well, well, it's, I, I don't think the English game means football. I think it means life, the social <laughs> interweaving. Of yeah. the rich and the poor. Yeah, the social ladder. Yeah. I heard the English game was the original title for Downton Abbey as well. And Belgravia. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really let down by that. It's like, I I, I, I like the football action. I want to see it. That's why I imagine a lot of people Even are tuning into like the show in the first place. seconds. Yeah. I think people are tuning in to watch football. They're not tuning in just to see like this drama. 
Especially when a lot of the drama doesn't have to do with football. Right. Right. I'm not saying I'm, I don't enjoy the show. Yeah. But it could present so much more football. Also, it's a semifinal. You think it's going to be like an action-packed game, and then you don't even see them bonding as a team, too, whereas that was like a, a struggle for uh, Ferguson in his first game. I guess Tommy must have blended in just great, and everyone's just getting along fine. Like, okay. Yeah, and we see Tommy kind of sitting on that train looking indifferent and a little fearsome. You know, like he's not sitting there cocky, <laughs> ready to go. Right, he's going to go blow another man's leg out. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and you know as soon as they win that cup, those Blackburn dudes are going to rip his leg out of his socket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely going to happen. There's going to be some bloodshed. Um, but will they even get to that game, Dave? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we end the episode. Right, because uh, Alfred... Oh, Al- uh, yeah. Al- he- full heel turn. Full on heel turn. Right. They they, they, they get the... Lancashire gets together, um, and they're about to have their, their meeting to, to start to discuss the final, and Arthur isn't there, and, and the lead guy's like, we can't start without Arthur. And it's like, no, we have Coram. And then it's like, you know what? Let's expel, expel both Darwin and Blackburn because, you know, they're not civil. They're not on, on our level. And, uh, and it's like... He lights the biggest cigar. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Now, it's Just, Alfred is the one with the mustache, right? No, that 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 is Francis. So oh, 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 yeah. So uh, Alfred is the one with the, with the cigar at the end. Yeah. So Francis is the beard. one who shows up at soccer practice smoking a pipe. No, Francis has a mustache. That's the boy so Mike. Alf- okay, so Alfred shows up to the soccer practice yeah. smoking a pipe. Yeah, He's like, exactly. all right, let's go do cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't understand. He's clearly not the most fit of them at all. And if he did cardio, he would be a lot more lean. But uh, yeah, They definitely have heel facial hair, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Francis with that mustache is like healing it up to the, the rafters, man. Um it's funny though. We were thinking that there was going to be like a like an NWO turn for uh, for Arthur last week, where he'd turn on the teams, but it, nope, didn't happen. But it's crazy though. It seems like people you know, can can change teams week to week. So who knows? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, it's more reminiscent of. What's that? So let's say the old Etonians go and win the cup, and they got Arthur up on their shoulders. Oh. And then we see <laughs> Alfred with the thumbs up, <laughs> and he holds that thumb. And he turns it down. Right. right. That's like like evolution, baby. Yeah, right. They, they, they slam down. Uh, they say, Arthur, Orton. you think you're yeah. some man of the people? We're men of the money. The money. I want that money. <laughs> that's that's what they're all, they're all saying there in the, the Lancaster. We want the money. We want the cup. <laughs> and they might I, get it. I got the money. Where's my I cup? Want, I want my soccer cup. <laughs> Football cup, man. This ain't soccer. It's, it's the same. It ain't the same. Was this a good episode, Dave? Um, up until the fact that they skipped the football game, I thought it was an excellent episode. I loved it. Yeah, this this show is pitching five hundred. Like it's not five hundred. This it's pitching like it's perfect. It, one thousand. Perfect. perfect game. Yeah, it's one thousand. Um, quotes from this episode, Dave. I think I said most of the ones that. Uh, I just want to rehash them, man. Well, he'll never play football again. <laughs> I'll kill him. You can't. Absolute, absolute savagery. Why did you tell me? I just love their action. Like, why did you tell me? Like, well, I didn't expect you to say I'll kill him. I'll kill him as your first. Well, answer. I do like that. Fergus is like, how did it happen? And it's like, well, Fergus, let's. <laughs> we can explain that things. to you. Yeah. Can I kiss you? Yes, please. It's great. I uh, like when um after the moment where they're playing billiards, and Arthur reveals that. 
you know, the whole thing about saving the baby. Mm-hmm. Al, Al, who you know, the, the other dude goes to leave and his wife is like, we were just settling in for another hour or more of gossip. <laughs> right, right. Oh, we do. We didn't mention it, but Doris pulls Stokes aside to uh, oh, yeah, ask to, if he's got any openings potentially for, uh, for Jimmy. He says something where he's sitting down and Stokes is like, Hmm. I mean, is More that going to be a high paying job? <laughs> yeah. Right. Smash cut to next week where they have a successful business. Jimmy is the, you know, making a bunch of money. <laughs> Alfred's in there like sweating. I'm, I'm all hand on deck. <laughs> right. Right. Was like, what happened? Um, all right. Well, let's get to the rankings. All right. Who do you got on the bottom? I got Alfred or Arthur's, uh, Arthur's father. Okay. He's, he's just has a, a disappointing child. <laughs> he's just not making him proud at all. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, it's a rough week for the father. He's just not getting what he wants out of his son. Well, on that note, I got Arthur at number three going down. Well, why is that? He, he gets the deal done. He gets the deal done, but his team is turning on him. He's trying to, the deal that I, he's on the bottom because he gets the deal done. But we see his, his friends think that he's turning on them because he loves his wife. We see his yep. father is perpetually disappointed at him. Yeah. And, it, you know, I've been very pro-Arthur, and this is not a good week for him. Okay, that's fair. I have, uh, at number two, Alfred and Francis, uh, both as boys. Cause this <laughs> Crab is, and Goyle? Yeah, this is the dissolution of a winning team here. This is the team falling apart, and they're losing their friend. So it, it ain't good for them. They're, they're, this is like, uh, if this is I guess, another wrestling comparison. This is like the Four Horsemen. Yeah. If if Arthur's a Ric Flair, this is Arn and Tully. These guys are they need they need him. They're going nowhere fast. They just don't realize it yet. Well, I have Arthur's dad at number two, Mr. Canard. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> because he he's trying to be this this uh, patriarch who's instilling these values. You know, you got to be a serious individual. And then Arthur just proves him wrong. Mm-hmm. Arthur's getting his life together, and he makes this deal because of a, a football connection. Yeah. That winds up saving the situation, so he's he's done, made a fool of. All right. Does he? Uh, do you think he's a good father? No. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> okay. I think he's kind of the same father that like that that Prince Philip is. You know, he's one of those like yeah. rich dads that probably didn't father very much. That's true. That's true. Well, for number one, I had football here because we just don't get any. <laughs> The football fans, <laughs> just football, just football. You know, like what is? But I, but I thought about it, and let's keep it character based. I think number mm-hmm. one, it's it's Walsh. Walsh. Well, I I do not have Walsh at number one. Well, let me tell you why it's Walsh. Because after talking this through and everything, he gives up his best player, the only remaining good player he had left on his team. He literally made his team is made a fool of and everything. He has probably has to make a, an apology for things to. to be okay and now it looks like things are gonna be in even a worse spot with Lancaster you know about to expunge him so congrats Walsh you did a, a lot for nothing here you're gonna everything's not working for you bro <laughs> well well at number one he might not be dead but he ain't playing football ever <laughs> it's Jimmy Love he loves to love I mean because sure he, he, he we, we see Jimmy Love sad uh huh. It's like watching a a puppy cry. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that's a uh, pretty cut and dry. 
I was fair. happy to see him alive, but then I'm thinking this this might be a comeback story. No, he's probably not playing football again. No, definitely not. Unless he watches that Daniel Bryan promo, which we'll have to send him. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's coming up for you, Dave? I got Mrs. Cartwright at number three. Because I think it takes a big person to do what she did. Yeah. To look beyond the fact that your husband cheated. I know that, you know, divorce is not a thing that's accepted in that world. Mm-hmm. But to to go out of her way to to forgive this woman and then offer her a job that includes essentially daycare free daycare yeah. it's, it's a it's a good guess that's a good look yeah no that's true i uh i got tommy at number three dude was, may, he, he he was flirting with my list spoiler he, alert he didn't well, make my ranking well he, he he got called up man he got called up to the big leagues uh on smackdown live now. right right so you know he you know after blowing out another player's leg you know he's He's riding high right now, so good for Tommy. <laughs> He's like looking at. He, he says, "Like, look at what I did. I yeah. took him out. <laughs> that could be you." <laughs> All right. A number two, I got Fergie. What did Ferguson do? He got a smooch, <laughs> and he got he heated. Took his team to a victory. Okay. And he was there for his boy Jimmy. He he wheelbarrowed him. He did his cardio. Getting we him to the we bar. don't know if he took his team to a victory. It could have been another player on the team who actually like had a good game. <laughs> well, also, Cartwright says, if you get my team to the victory, you're the captain. So That's you're true. the captain now. That's true. We so, didn't talk well, about that. And he does that, as far as we know. As far as we know. And, That's he, fair. and he gets his... his his uh, frenemy Tommy on his team, so he seems to get his way. Well, he doesn't get Tommy on the team. Walsh gets him on the team because well, Walsh is a loser. <laughs> but he winds up playing with someone who he can play with, right? Right. Because the big well, like, have... Adam Driver guy is is clearly not a good buddy. Good for enough, him. Jack. I think is his name. Uh, number two, I got Martha. She gets okay. to keep. She gets to keep her kid, and you know, uh, get a job. And uh, she gets a kiss from uh, from Fergie. So, uh, well, spoiler alert: she's my number one. I mean, uh, it's hard to argue with that. It is, but apparently you're going to. Well, I mean, I got Jimmy at number one. He didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, that's a big, big shift. I mean, come on. Where he was they left knock, us? Knock, knocking on heaven's door. Yeah, where they left us to? So where everybody he, who doesn't die is had the best week. I mean, scene one, I was like, here's the number one. This is number one of the power rankings. Nothing else is going to change that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not even him crying his puppy tears? He may have a job with Stokes. That sounds like a good family Sitting. job. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, in terms of the, the heat seekers for my list, so people who who almost made my list, though, uh, I mean, Fergus was almost there. There, there, there was okay. a couple options, you know? <laughs> This was a uh, good. This was a good week. Like it was a pretty up week overall. Like I think you could make the argument that even like Arthur had a good week. Oh yeah, for sure. And even Cartwright. Cartwright is like really showing like he's an okay guy. That's one thing that this show. Julian is very. Um, he does a really good job. And I was thinking about this mid episode with Mrs. Cartwright, where he mm-hmm. he leads you to believe that these are background characters, but little like little do you know they have suddenly become integral to the story. Right, and, but the other funny thing with Cartwright too is, 
okay, he's, he may be a decent guy. Then why was he shooting these eyes in the early episodes of, like, I will kill you if you look back at me? Like, he has, like, the most, like, sinister evil look. And it's like, oh, no, he's not that bad. <laughs> Who is, knew? Is, Once you get to know is him. Is that Julian's ultimate, one of his strongest points is that the don't judge a book by its cover kind of situation? That's true. Our favorite man, Carlisle. Not that bad, maybe. <laughs> not that <laughs> I bad. I think that was one that he wanted us to do. I think Julian would be pretty <laughs> mad at us if he found out how the love we get for Richard Carlisle. Oh, I, 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 I disagree. I think if Julian found our show, he'd shower us with praise, being like, you guys understood what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> you, you understood the two years between each episode. I am seen. I am seen. Uh, so that's this week. Uh, One more. Next week's oh, Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to touch on, Dave, before we go? Uh send us those down episode recommendations that you think we should rewatch or the movie. If you want us to do a movie rewatch, I'm obviously on board for that. I think we have to do it at some point. We never even oh, got abso- quotes ab- in the Absolutely movie. Yeah. at some point, but we'll have to get your mystery guests of whoever to join. Well, I know, I know that, that, uh, the, the, I have that super big Blu-ray that I would like to dive into the stuff on that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the features and everything, of course. So maybe, but, uh, maybe get a, uh, get Hugh on for that one. Yeah. Dave, have you been watching anything good? Uh, let me think. Uh, the Undertaker documentary on the WWE Network was incredible. Very, very good. Very, very good. <laughs> I'm thinking of, of nothing real, nothing else that I haven't already spoke on that yeah. I would highly recommend. Yeah. What about you? Anything good? I, I'm just watching The Last Dance like everyone else who like likes. I, sports I think I might jump in on that. It's worth it, man. Michael Jordan displays a level of pettiness that is so earned. I have not seen people like like wave their flags like that ever. Like, it's so good. He just he's just like he knows he's the best, and there's nothing you can do about it. So he just says what like, he wants. Like, I want to watch the Fergus suit over one of those. Yeah, that, that's what it reminds me of a lot of. Um, not quite as much Rod, Rodman as I want, but just that's enough fine. good stories. <laughs> just enough worm in there for you. Yeah, because I think the thing is like it, the best thing you can say about it is it really captures how big of a deal he was in the '90s. Which you know we weren't the biggest like sports followers in the '90s, but everyone knew who he was. And like, oh yeah, I mean, there's a, a reason Space Jam exists. It, it's not <laughs> right. just because the Looney Tunes needed a movie. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, insanely watchable. And it's like it's. I think this is the last weekend for it, and it's a co-production with Netflix, so it'll probably be on Netflix soon enough. And I think it's on Hulu now. All the better, all the better. Yeah, and it's so also it's, they have a TVMA for version where he curses, and they don't even bleep it. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to tune into that. Yeah. So anyways, Google, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn? No. Not <laughs> Instagram. Like, <not> yet. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> People I know tell in me, the like, Lords of Grantham Lounge, we had some um, discussion about uh, one of our fans in there, Chris, was is re-watching Downton and, and is mm-hmm. going to re-listen to the pod as he re-watches Downton, yeah. which is a crazy undertaking, but thank you, Chris. And he Appreciate said... His podcatcher does not have the old episodes, and he feels bad jumping from one to the other because he likes he likes giving the stats a certain kind of way. Okay, but this, <laughs> to that I said, we'll take we'll take your stats any kind of way. Yeah, man, we we don't mind we don't mind. Um, but any anyway, so we'll be back. Keep in touch. Let yeah. us know what we'll- Downton you want us to watch, cringy Downton or good Downton. We are in for any. I'd say I'll give Downton like I give Downton like a, a month. Yeah, I give it four. I I do a month of Downton. 
Man, we got so much time to kill in this quarantine. <laughs> it's not I mean, going to end anytime a month, soon. A month will be, yeah, middle of June. So, yeah, I'm all aboard. Yeah. So we'll catch you next time on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Indeed.